Welcome to the Go Q&A with Diana Lasko, Calkins Media Arts and Entertainment reporter. A sit-down chat with artists in music, comedy, film, television, and theater. Here's your host, Diana Lasko. For more than 32 years, Mountain Stage with Larry Gross has been the home of live music on public radio. Produced by West Virginia Public Radio and distributed by NPR, Mountain Stage features music legends and emerging stars in an unbelievable variety of genres from folk, blues, country, indie rock, alternative, and beyond. Today, I'm joined by Mountain Stage host and music artist in his own right, Larry Gross. Hello, Larry. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. Looking forward to uh, coming up to Morgantown. That's what that's where we're going to start. Let's um let's talk a little bit about uh, the the Mountain Stage Live show that is coming to the Creative Arts Center at WVU. It happens on April seventeenth. Tell me a little bit about the show, the lineup. What's what's happening? Well, we got two uh, veterans on this show. Uh, you would say might be the two headliners. One is Judy Collins, and Judy Collins obviously has been around for five decades in folk and pop music and has done. An amazing array of uh, styles in that time from pop to country to Broadway kind of things. She has a wonderful voice uh, and she still does. She has for many years. It's inspired many, many people over the years. And uh, she's also a, a very gracious and uh, uh, a person who we've gotten to come to know over the last two decades. She started coming to Mount Stage in the mid 90s. So it, we always look forward to her. And this one is going to be a little different because she's pairing up with a young artist named Ari Hest, who's also been on the show before. And this is because Judy made a record last year that was some duets with a lot of people. Some were veterans uh, like Willie Nelson and some were lesser known like Ari. Ari is a really a fine uh, singer as well as a good songwriter too. And he's been around for about 15 years himself. So I look forward to the duo version of Judy and Ari. And the second veteran is David Lindley, and David is a, a fairly amazing performer. If you've never seen him, he's very entertaining. He came into the uh, public eye because he played uh, sideman for Jackson Brown, and then also with Ry Cooter uh, back some years ago. But David started out in California and as a uh, folk musician, uh, in Topanga Canyon, he, he won banjo and fiddle contests, and then he just broadened his scope so that now he he plays many instruments from all over the world and plays music that's influenced by uh, world music. As a matter of fact, he was probably the first person to have what would be called a world music-influenced rock band way, way back when he was a very young man. Uh, he's had some hit music himself. He's an interesting singer. His voice is eccentric, but I like it a lot. And his music is just great. He covers a lot of a lot of wonderful songs, and he also does folk music in his own way. He does some old songs in a very interesting way. Then uh, the other three artists on the show are, are very very interesting in their own right. Ben Solie has been with us before. He's a cello player and singer from Kentucky, and it's odd enough to have someone who plays cello and sings, but uh, Ben does it uh, in a very unique way, and he's he's done a lot of uh, uh, music that is involved with uh, public causes and mainly though he's just a good songwriter and singer and and, and a very uh, charismatic kind of a performer on stage uh, the brothers comatose are is a five-piece band from san francisco that does kind of folk rock they've been well known on the west coast for a while 
uh, the center of it, as you could imagine, is two two brothers named Morrison, Ben and Alex Morrison, and they're kind of laid back. I think they fit in great in West Virginia because that's the kind of music they do. The kind of music you might hear at um, festivals around in this part of the country. Looking forward to hearing them. But they've never been on the show before. Everybody else has, including the actor that's last, but certainly not least, because he is a huge Broadway star. Michael Cerveris, you might think, is an odd thing for Mountain Stage to put on the show. It's an odd person, uh, because he's won two Tony Awards. He's in a play right now on Broadway called Fun Home, for which he won a Tony last year. Uh, and he comes from West Virginia, though. He's born and raised, not born, I don't think, but raised in Huntington, West Virginia. His parents were both in the arts and he grew up as an artist. But all along, while he has been an actor and a Broadway star, he's also been a singer and songwriter and done a couple of records. He just finished his latest one. It was released in February. So uh, we're looking forward to hearing what he has to offer. He's going to bring some people from New York, and I think he's going to pick up a, a string quartet from uh, Morgantown to play along on some of his tunes. So very interesting man, very nice guy. He was on once before. So that's that's the whole show. Uh, Judy Collins with Ari Hess, David Lindley, Ben Soli, Michael Cerberus, and the Brothers Comatose. I think it's going to be a heck of an uh, afternoon. I was going to say the same thing. It really caught my eye. Well, Judy uh, Judy performing with Ari caught my eye because I am familiar with him um, and obviously familiar with her. But Michael, when I saw that Michael was coming, that really caught because I'm a huge Broadway fan and a big fan of his. And I, yet I had no idea that he, you know, had, had done other things and that he, per, you know, performed outside of that realm you know that he is is a a musician and an artist in that respect as well so uh I yeah yeah he's been doing that since the beginning funny enough he got well known he got famous very famous as a broadway star but he also uh from the beginning of his career i mean he started out you know on broadway with tommy right and he uh he hooked up with pete townsend and went actually went to england and, and performed with pete townsend who said I can't teach you how to act, but I can teach you how to be a rock star. And and then from then on, he, he's always been involved with different alt-rock, alt-indie uh, uh, kind of rock and pop artists and bands. He he went out with Bob Mould of Husker Du and sang harmony with him. He's, and there's a great many others that he have had some kind of partnership. They sang with him, they've recorded with him, etc. It's never been his primary thing, but when we had a chance to get him as an artist... Uh, on Mountain Stage, we did, and we're, I'm looking forward to this new thing because when we last had him on, he was working on this new project, and it's finally finished. He has, he can't work on it continuously because he's so busy on Broadway. Now, um, Mountain Stage can be heard uh, on NPR in 150 cities: Philly, D.C., Morgantown, and Wheeling. Um, in our area, it's uh, not currently on a Pittsburgh station, but um, it's recorded at Mountain Stage. is recorded in front of a live audience. Uh, uh, features some of the recent artists have included Wilco, Chris Stapleton, Mavis Staples. It's just a sampling of the wide variety of the genres. Um, for those not familiar with Mountain Stage, can you? Talk talk just a little bit about the stage performances, the format of the show, and your role in the show, Larry. Yeah, my role, I'll start with the last question. My role is, is uh, really a, a triple role. I'm, I'm co-producer of the show, and I'm artistic director, which means I'm the final decision on who comes on the show. And then I host the show, so you actually see me and hear me. If you come, if you listen to the radio, you hear me. If you come to the show, you see and hear 
the fact that uh, I introduce the people and I lead the finale song and so forth. Um, the, the way the show worked out, we, we started way, way back. Uh, the original pilot was in 1981. We, we started uh, the original uh, series of, of regular shows in 83, December of 83. So this December will be our 33rd year completed as Mountain Stage. From the beginning, it was two hours. It was live, and it featured music of different sorts. Uh, at the very beginning, obviously, you took what we could get because we had no money and no reputation and very little equipment, so we took whatever we could. But after 25 shows, we went national. And since then, we've we've uh, kind of uh, made it our aim to showcase live performances by as, uh, as wide a collection of musicians as we can find. We don't do mainstream pop very often. If you see somebody that's a pop star on mountain stage, usually it's because... They've approached us um, and asked if they can be on for one reason or the other. They're usually a lot more famous than we are, but we appreciate the fact they want to be on the show. Uh, we look for everything from African bands to old-time uh, West Virginia fiddlers, and we've, we've done it, a wide variety of music. We have great faith in our audience that they are interested in a wide variety of styles of music. If you're a person who only likes one kind of music uh, that's, you're not likely to, to enjoy Mountain Stage. But if your mind is open and you want to hear a lot of different things, samples, because nobody's going to play more than about 20, 20 to 30 minutes on the show. Uh, if you come live, you might hear a little more than that sometimes, but when we edit it for radio, uh, it's usually the acts play between 15 and maximum of 25 or 30 minutes. Uh, and we want to bring you things that we think are interesting, things we think are good. The wider variety of styles we have, the better chance we have of getting very high-quality artists. If you stick with just one style, sooner or later you're going to have to be putting on artists that are not at the top because you're, you're trying to fill in that particular style. But when you use a lot of different styles that range from you know alt-rock to country to jazz, then you can put a lot of uh, great musicians on, and that's our goal. You routinely uh, sell out shows in, in Charleston, I know, and I expect that you probably will sell out in Morgantown as well. Um, what do these kinds of performances, uh, these live performances, offer the your, your audience in front of you, but also what does it offer your radio audience? Well, we don't we don't sell out every show by any means. In Morgantown, that's a big the CAC is a large venue, and we usually don't sell that out. Sometimes we have, depending if we have a more pop kind of an artist, uh, but we have good crowds everywhere, and they respond. They respond because they they know by and large they they know what we do. They may be coming to hear one artist. Maybe they have a favorite artist. There might be somebody coming this week who uh, just wants to hear Judy Collins sing but they're going to be introduced to some other artists that we hope they will like. The most common uh, uh, comments that we get from people there and people writing emails to Mountain Stage from listening on the radio is that they came, they tuned in or they came to see one artist. They went away with one or two other artists that they really liked a lot, but they didn't know about until they'd gone to the show. So part of our mission is to... Uh, introduce people to things that they may not already know, and the other part, of course, is to bring them things that, that they know and love, but to bring it to them live, because maybe they've only heard uh, before, only heard the re recorded versions, and live is a little different experience. So that's what we try to do. Nobody's going to be on uh, all that long. You're not going to hear an hour and a half from anybody. 
so if it happens to be an artist that you're not crazy about, well, another 15 or 20 minutes and there'll be another artist. <laughs> and we try to do five each show uh, just so that we can have a, a nice a nice mix of things. And, and the way we program it, we try to program it so that it has a, an arc to the way what you're going to hear from beginning to end has a shape to it. We see each show as kind of a, as a piece of art in, in and of itself. So that's, that's the way we try to present it to the audience. It lasts about two and a half hours live. If you come, you, you'll be there from two and a half to three hours, depending on how early you get there. Uh, and, and you'll see five different artists, though. So it moves really quickly. Our, our crew and our staff, our team, is very, very good. So the time that we have to change over is very, very short. It's not like you go to a concert and there's 30 or 40 minutes in between the acts. With us, it's, it's from one to three or four minutes in between the acts. Do the artists ever share uh, time uh, on stage together? Do, do they do performances together, including yourself? The, I, I, don't, I don't usually sing with anybody except for during the finale song, which we invite all the artists to come out. And most usually do. Some don't. They choose for different reasons not to participate or else they have to leave and they're already gone. But uh, I, don't, I don't interview artists and I don't, I don't sing with artists. That's not what we do on that stage. We, we give the artists a certain amount of time. We never tell the artist what to play or what not to play. We give them a certain amount of time. And we expect them to, within that time, they can sing and talk and do whatever they want. It's their time. Uh, artistic freedom is very, very important to us. We do have our sometimes, and this happens relatively frequently, not every show, but, but now and then, where artists either know each other or they know of each other. And so sometimes they'll invite another artist to play during their set. Uh, sometimes it's artists they, if, if they've played before. Sometimes it's just they're trying it, and the other person says, sure, I'll play along on on this, and we've had some times when afterwards people went away and actually recorded to, together because they met on mountain stage or, or toured together. So that's something that's very nice. That makes it special. It makes it kind of performance you don't hear elsewhere, and that's we like that. Now, um, can we talk about you as an artist for just a bit? Um, in addition, sure. in addition, of course, to being the mountain stage host, you also have you went back in the studio kind of recently, and you do have a new album. Um, and can we talk about the songs on "Live Forever" and what took you back into the studio? Because it had been a little bit of a little bit of time, huh? Yeah, a long time. There, <laughs> there's. Uh, I started out as a singer and a songwriter back in way back in 1970. Uh, and I've made a bunch of albums over the years of different styles of music. Some were my own songs in a kind of Americana, folk country style. And I've also done other things. I've made records of hymns. I've made records uh, for kids on Walt Disney. So I, I you know, I, I did a lot of things. Uh, but I was an artist, and, and I had a kind of an oddball novelty hit song in 1976 called Junk Food Junkie, which was recorded live, funny enough, uh, in McCabe, McCabe's guitar shop in, in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, but I did that until about the mid-'80s, so for about a, a decade and a half, that was my main means of, uh, of making a living. But then Mountain Stage started in '83, and, and after a few years of Mountain Stage, I realized that I was no longer uh, a, really an artist. I was now a producer uh, so and a host, so, so uh, I was able to... Uh, uh, this kind of transition into that, but I always I continued to sing and continued to write, but I didn't really record. So I haven't really made a record for uh, almost 30 years, for about 27 years, and and 
uh, I decided I, I, there was no reason I felt why would I nobody wants to hear me perform at this point but uh, I, I went ahead and did it because I started playing music with my wife who's a viola player symphonic viola player but she wanted to start playing different styles of music so she and I started playing some together and then we went out and played and had some other friends who were obviously have a lot of friends in the music business so um, one of them, Don Dixon, is a, is a very skilled uh, producer. He said, you ought to make a record. And, and I resisted until my wife said, well, we should do this for our kids. Uh, and then I said, well, if we're going to do something like this, I don't want to do it just for our kids. I want to really make a real record. So we got with Don and, and Michael Lipton, who plays lead guitar on mountain stage, and some other uh, good musicians. And we did it very simply, very quickly, and all the... Uh, like the vocals and guitar and percussion were all recorded at the same time in the same room and that we added a few things later but a lot of it was done just strictly live and i was concerned about singing because i don't do it nowadays very much but i worked my wife and i worked out for a long time so it came out okay that there was there's 12 songs on the new record four of them i wrote including the mountain stage theme which i put on a version of that which is the whole theme the whole song usually you just hear one verse at the beginning of the show, but one time I performed all of it on the show, so I put that on this record, and then three others that I wrote, and all the rest of the songs are songs that are connected to Mountain Stage, one way or the other. Some of them I heard for the first time on Mountain Stage, and others, uh, for example, uh, the, the the title song, Live Forever by Billy Joe Shaver and his son, Eddie, I heard that by Billy Joe when he sang it on Mountain Stage not too long after it was written, and then I heard he and Eddie sing it together. Uh, or Eddie played guitar. So that was kind of a, I thought what a wonderful song that was, and I ended up naming the record after that. And another benefit or a bonus was Ray Wiley Hubbard, who was an old friend of mine, was on the show right before we recorded, and I asked him if he would stay over and sing that song with me, which he did. So that, that, was, very, that was very special to me, because we used to be in a band together in, when I was in high school and he was in college, and that was 45 years ago. So we hadn't sung together since then. But a lot of the songs, for example, <clears throat> a song that I learned a long time ago, uh, The Boxer by Paul Simon. Well, Paul Simon's never been on the show, but Joan Baez once, uh, when she was on the show, requested that we do The Boxer as the finale because she'd been doing it as a finale in her show. So I got to sing that with Joan Baez. And it was a song I loved a lot. So that's, you know, that connection. I put songs like that. Towns Van Zandt was on Mountain Stage three times. So I put Poncho. I've heard Poncho and Lefty before he came on, but when I heard him sing it and everything else, it was quite moving. He was quite a an affecting uh, personality. So decided to put Poncho and Lefty on, and many other songs like that, which which I heard some of them for the first time on Mountain Stage. That's fantastic. Now, now that you've been back in the studio, do you think that maybe you'll you'll do another one in the not too distant future, or you and your wife together? I don't know. That's a good question. We're we're gonna we're actually gonna try to go out a little bit and and sing. Uh, I haven't done this kind of you know touring. We're not gonna go on a big tour, but we have two children, so it's difficult to to get away and and take off. And I have to do the show, of course. So I'm not quite as free, uh, and she's not free either because she cause she plays for the West Virginia Symphony. Okay. But we're gonna try to work in some some performances around and um, and see how they go and see if we sell a few records. We're not trying to make money by any means. I, I jokingly call myself a submerging artist 
because uh, <laughs> you know we have so many young people on the show. I thought, well, yeah, I'm, this is <laughs> I'm not looking for a, a future career here necessarily. Although there's no reason why you can't start at any point in your life and and do something that's that's decent. So that's that's what we're trying to do. I don't know. I don't know if another one or not. For those you never know. for those who are interested, where can they find Live Forever? Is it available on iTunes? Yes, uh, it's available. Um, on uh, uh, CD Baby, you can order it online, and it's available in some stores in West Virginia. But you can order it like you do other things. So you can download it, or you can order this hard copy of the CD itself uh, through CD Baby. If you want to find out more information, you can go to LarryGross.com, and it has a lot of information about the record, and you can order it right there. Uh, or, or you can uh, you know just read. I, I have some links to various articles and so forth there, so you can find out something. It's LarryGross.com. One last question. Can you say other artists that may be coming up uh, on Mountain Stage You know, throughout the summer? Do you have any that you can reveal? Well, yeah, the, the, the best way to, to find out, you can find out everything that I know by going to mountainstage.org, and we have pretty much everybody that's lined up. We've got some great shows coming. Three shows in Charleston in May and Two in June that we know about now. Uh, May the first, the Wood Brothers will be on the show. Uh, May the eighth, uh, Brett Denon is coming back to the show. Uh, in May the twenty-second, Hayes Coral and Parker Millsap will be on. In the fifth of June, uh, Lake Street Dive is on the show, and on the twenty-sixth of June during Festival Charleston uh, will be Lucius. Those are just some of the, the headline acts, and we already have several other acts filled in for those. So I, I suggest just go to mountainstage.org. We try to keep, as soon as we get something booked, unless we have a reason to hold it back because an artist wants to hold it back or whatever, they're doing a tour, we try to put it up pretty quickly. So you can find out pretty much everything I know by going to mountainstage.org. Thank you, Larry, so much for joining me today and sharing a bit about Mountain Stage and what's ahead. Thank you. Well, it's my, been my pleasure. Look forward to coming up there and look forward to, to meeting you sometime. And uh, thanks for uh, calling me. You've been listening to the Go Q&A with Diana Lasco from Herald Standard and Calkins Media. Subscribe and listen to current podcasts of this show available for download from the Herald Standard podcast channel at the iTunes App Store.